Yo, it's Death of the Cloud Chasers TV, man. What's going on? Uh, who is King Face? What's going on, baby? Yeah, it's King Face, man. How are you? Man, I'm good, man. Good, man. Good looking, man. Let them people know uh, how they can follow you on uh, social media, man. Yeah, man, this is King Face underscore F1. You can catch me on the on the gram, or you can find me on Queen's Flip platform, The Callers. You know what I mean? We should be back up and running this week. We're doing a big event called The Greatest Debate, where I'll be there showcasing me versus Shammy. So, you know, it's going to be a great event. But, yeah, they can find me on uh, Kingface underscore F1 if you want to really get to the, the gist of everything about me. You'll get it on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So, like, man, let's, let's like, dig deep, man. This is Death of the Cloud Chasers TV, man. And what we like to do is we want to find out a little bit more about a person than, you know what I'm saying, maybe a, a other interview outlets, they might not ask you these type of questions. But, like, um, where does, you know, say King Face come from, like that name? Um, well, King Face, well, originally, like, um, you know, in my past, I used to live a certain lifestyle. So everybody knew me as Angel, which is my middle name. So everybody knew me as Angel. And then... You know, then I started my record label, which is called Two Face Records, because I'm a Gemini, so people used to always say Two Face and whatever. So instead of making it a negative, I turned it into a positive and started my label called Two Face Records. You know, what I mean to embrace it, and then people just started calling me Face. They eliminated the two and just started calling me Face, and I liked it. And then um, Face graduated to Face Murder when I when I became a part of Murder Inc. So when I became part of Murder Inc., my name was Face Murder. Then as I started progressing into, like, the social media, the murder name kind of, like, I felt like it wasn't marketable because I don't want to represent that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then it, it, then it, then it, then I, I, I thought about, like, you know, how do I think of myself? And I think of myself as royalty. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with King Face. You know what I'm saying a lot of you know like a lot of rappers they'll be having like little John or little Kim or little or big or whatever you know what I mean I feel like I'm a king I feel like I'm royalty so and I feel like I move like a king so that's where that came from. Dope, dope. So like growing up in uh because what part of um New York you from? I'm originally from Brooklyn, but I've been living in Queens half my life so fifty fifty Brooklyn. First okay. half of my life is Brooklyn, the second half is Queens so. I mean, since I've been so we're going to talk about the um, huh? the Queens part first. Like, so... Uh, I'm from Hollis. Hollis, mm -hmm. Hollis Avenue. Hollis Avenue? Hollis Avenue, yeah. So who was King Face, like, you know what I'm saying, at that time, like, growing up, you know, like, usually um, kids, you know what I'm saying, they become, like, who they gonna, they going to pretty much be around, like, 13, 14 when they come to males, especially living in hoods, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So with that being said, like who was uh, King Face like pre fourteen, like pre fifteen, like um you know you Queens or what? Like what was your mind state at that point? Can you can you tell us about it? Uh, I mean, I think I think like any typical kid, you know what I mean, mischievous. You know, you know, I wanted to do what you know what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be outside. You know, I wanted to be down. You know, so I wanted to be a part of the crowd. You know, I wanted to be accepted. So I did stupid shit. I mean, excuse me, I don't know if I can curse, but I did stupid stuff, you know what I'm saying, or, or, you know, during that time. you know. But I was like a typical kid, man. I was just going through the motions at that time, like everybody else, man. I don't think I really went through anything more 
was any different than any other kid around that age. You know what I'm saying? I was into regular shit, like regular stuff like, you know, video games. You know, I think around that time, I think I started thinking about girls or whatever, but I wasn't really about girls. But typical, regular, regular, regular teenage stuff, man. You know what I mean? I, need, I was a little... You know, I was a little rebellious, you know what I'm saying? I've always been rebellious, so, you know, I used to do little stuff, stupid stuff, like wait till my pops go to sleep, take the car keys and dip off, you know what I mean, just ride around the block acting stupid, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I used to do, I used, I used to just be a regular kid, man, nothing crazy. Okay, so did, like, um, like did, did the music come about at that point? Like, did you start um getting into, like, the music or... Um... Um, the music came, like, the music, I mean, I've, I've always liked music, but I didn't start really dealing with the music until, like, I was, like, 20, like, 2021 and stuff like that, you know what I mean? I had, I, I, I started my own label, you know what I'm saying? So I started, uh, you know, I wasn't an artist at first, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was an artist for a real short period of time. I'm no longer an artist now. I mean, I can still consider myself an artist because I can do music, but that's not my passion, but I always like being behind the scenes. I always, you know, I like money. So I used to look at, you know, cash money and and uh, no limit. And I looked at all these labels and the person that had the money was the the, the guys behind the scenes. So I was, so I started off more on a behind the scenes thing, managing artists and stuff like that. Then as time progressed, you know, that, that part of the game got, got kind of a little sketchy because, you know, when you're dealing with artists, you're dealing with different personalities, you're dealing with their life. You're dealing with their issues. You basically become like their parent, and that wasn't something that I really wanted to just do. I, I realized that wasn't what I liked, so you know I fell back off of that, and then I started. You know, I've always was doing the music, helping people create music and stuff like that. So I just said one day that we just put out some music myself and build my own brand. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? That's when I started doing the music and doing the records and stuff like that. But then, like I said, it's not my passion. So you know, my passion is to speak and. You know, I don't really know what my passion is all the way. You know what I mean? What's what's my overall what's my overall purpose of what I really want to do? I'm just allowing the universe to take me to where it feels that I'll be right at. So yeah, that's really what it is. Dope, dope, dope. So like now you you know, you pretty much you settle where you going you know what I'm saying, the other part of um, where you're from. And um with that being said, like, did you have any, like, OGs that kind of guide you on, along the way? Like, whether it was like, hey, man, maybe you should do music or, hey, man, maybe you should, you know, um, get into your personality, you know, like, what, what what's, like, what's going on at that well, point? I had, I had OGs growing up in a sense of, like, dealing with street, street stuff, mostly, you know what I'm saying? Like, not really about, like, career-wise, because... I, I I don't think I ever really had any guidance when it comes to that. But when it came to, like, the streets, because I was always the young kid that was around the older people. So I never liked young kids, you know what I mean? Because I felt like I couldn't talk to them. I was always, like, being around older people. So I've always had, like, older people. That, the older people that I looked up to were people that was from the streets or people that was doing the wrong thing. But they never they never pushed me to do the wrong thing. They always guided me and told me, okay, yeah, you could do this, but this could also happen as well. So I've always had guidance from people that taught me how to use my mind. So when it, so everything else just came from me. They just taught me how to use my mind. Like, just use your brain. Dope. Dope. So, like, even, like, so now, you know, since you spoke about the OGs and, 
and, and you know, how to, like, did that type of influence around you? Now, was your father around? Like, did he have an influence on you at this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My father my father had me since I was, like, three months old. So, yeah, of course, my father influenced me. My father was never the type of parent that, like, my dad wasn't the type of father to, to tell me about sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. one of those parents. You know, you know, you have parents that'll sit you down and tell you about the birds and the bees. My pop really wasn't like that. You know what I mean? He was just more awesome. My pops gave me love. Like, I got a lot of love from my father. I got a lot of attention from my father. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of, um, you know, I got a lot of knowledge as well from watching how he moved as a man when it came to handling his business, when it came to his loyalty. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. those things I learned, I learned from my dad. But I never really got no lessons from my father. Like, like yo, sit down and give me, like, lessons. Like, how you watching movies with, like, the pops just sitting down talking to his son and shit like that. I never had that with my pops. Oh, that's dope, man. That's dope, though. Still, you know, he, he you know. But that, that just because he never gave me that sit-down don't mean I learned. I didn't learn from him. I learned a lot mm-hmm. from him. But he didn't teach me with words, man. He taught me with actions. You understand what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I just watched how you, so I just watched and that's how you are today. That's how you are yeah. today. Exactly. That's exactly, you know, how I am. Like, I, I want to teach people through actions, not just words. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely, man. So like um so like um speeding up a little bit, you know, now we we into like um you know, we we got King Face, you know, now King Face, you know, he hitting the internet and um he has an opinion. And, you know, luckily for him, his opinion actually matters. So with that being said, like what was like your first viral moment where, you know, you, you figured like, damn, my opinion do matter. Say that again, what was the last one you said? Like your first viral moment where you figured out, like, damn, my opinion. Like at that moment when you got people who actually checking for you, like, damn, you know what? My opinion actually do matter. Um, the first time I I went viral off of my opinion was when I went against, well, I spoke against um, Funkmaster Flex when he said the whole thing about Tupac and you know talking bad about Tupac. And stuff like that. I don't know if you remember that when Funk yeah. Flex like had to go a little rant about Tupac. So I had basically went on the Instagram and I and I kind of gave my opinion on it. And then uh, somebody picked it up and it ended up doing like four hundred thousand views on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, I was kind of like, wow. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that my opinion really mattered like that. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm not saying that I didn't feel like my my opinion mattered. Cause it definitely matters to me. But like to the mass, like that's a lot of people. To the mass, I mean, yeah, I didn't think that you know the people would really care what I got to say because there's so many people talking and there's so many people on this internet shit, man. It's like it's, it's it's millions on top of millions of people on this internet trying to do the same thing. So, you know, when you got to compete with all that, you know, what I mean, you're not really thinking that you because especially me, I don't really do silly things. Like I went viral before that. You know what I mean? I had a, a video where I did like I I I made my 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 uh, armpit look like a a pussy. So basically, it went like did like thirty forty million views. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, but I never wanted to capitalize off of that because I'm not a clown. I'm just a silly dude. Like every now and then, I might want to be silly. I might do some silly stuff that may so happen to be funny. And that was one of those things that picked up. But I didn't capitalize off of that because that's not what I'm about. You know, I'm, I don't I don't want to be considered a joke. So I've always wanted to be taken serious, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm a silly dude, when it comes to, like, what I think in my mind and my logic, I want that to be taken serious. I don't want, you know, people to look at me as a joke, you know what I'm saying? So that's really where it is. Absolutely, man, absolutely. 
So, like, um, can you tell me, like, your relationship with uh, Queens Flip? Like, how did you meet him? And, um, like, did um, you end up doing, you know, business with him, starting to do business with him? Um, well, I've known Flip for over 15 years. And um, I've met him. I knew him from in Queens. Uh, Flip used to, he used to make, like, these records. Like, like he used to do remake of records, but he would do it in, like, a funny way. Like, he did, like, a record for, like, The Mermaid. Uh, under the sea record like he was known for making like funny songs like a weird Al yankovich i don't know if you know mm-hmm. weird Al. so he used to kind of do those type of records back in the day and um but you know i knew him from the hood like i used to see him on jamaica ave at that you know all the time he used to be at a studio uh pool studio that was in it was like uh the first studio that was actually on jamaica avenue so I used to see him then and you know we talk and chill and you know you know conversate every time we see each other it was always love you know what I'm saying? As time progressed, we got more cooler. And then, uh, you know, that's really it. You know, we didn't, we didn't have, like, a real extensive relationship. Like, we was hanging with each other every day. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it's like somebody you know in the hood. Every time you see him, there's always love. There's always respect. You, got, you, you guys can talk to each right. other. But when you're not around, you ain't calling him, like, where you at. It wasn't like, yo, link up. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We, it never. I mean, we did, we had situations where we did do do that, but it wasn't like a consistent basis type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, um, you know, so Queen Flip, you know, he he definitely has a big platform, and you know, he millions and millions of views in. Like, what moment was it where he told you something? Maybe like that gave you some type of inspiration, or even when he brought you to his platform, that you figured like, okay. I'm, I'm on to some. Well, he didn't. He didn't necessarily bring me on the platform. Like I don't know if you know who Mo is, but um, you know your boy Mo on Instagram, your boy Mo underscore forty on Instagram. Like that's my bro. He kind of like plays like a like a fake manager role for me. Mm-hmm. So he he always like used to watch me because I I was big on I was big on Facebook. Like I was huge on Facebook when it comes to live. Because that's why I used to do lives first. I didn't do lives on Instagram first. I did lives on Facebook, and on Facebook I got thousands on top of thousands on top of thousands of views. Like I would have like 500 people watching my live at one time. Like my 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 live my live was huge on Facebook, but you know as as time progressed and they uh started like deleting and blocking people, I, I just kind of strayed away from it. But Mo was the one that basically was like, "Yo, my nigga, you you should get onto this radio stuff. You should do this." And he's like, "Yo, I'm about to bring you to 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 Flip Show." And I was like, okay, that's dope, because, you know, I haven't seen Flip in a long time. It was, like, mm-hmm. it was about, like, 10 years since I seen Flip. So it was, so when I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm about to pull up up there. So when I pulled up up there, you know, me and Flip had a little history because, you know, you know, he, I gave him $500 for us to go away to, like, Memorial Weekend. And whatever happened, the, the money got fucked, fucked, messed up or scammed up or, you know, something happened where the money, where everything just messed up. So I didn't go to trips. So I used to always clown Flip and be like, you know, not clown him, but I used to always joke with Flip and be like, yo, you know, like, yo, Flip, you know what I'm saying? Like, you owe me 500, man. Give me a shout-out on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I used to say yeah. stuff, dumb stuff. But it was always a joke. It was just that was our, our joke that we used to have with each other. But anyway, when I when I seen him, he was like, what up? And he was like, all right. You know, he said you could come on. He said you could, you know, do I want to sit in? And I was like, all right, cool. And then that was the first, I think the first episode I did was me and uh, Shampoo and Mo. I think that was my first episode. That was my first time there. So, and I guess the response of the people, because what, what, it wasn't just what he did. Him, him asking me to come back made me realize I got, I got, I got potential over here. 
You know what I'm saying? Because after the yeah. first episode, he's like, yo, come back. Because I guess the people was just like, yo, I like him. I like him. I like him. Yo, bring him back. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's what kind of gave me the initial idea. But when he was like, yo, come back, I knew. And when he kept telling me to come back and kept telling me to come back, it, it got to a point where it was just like, yo, he was just like, yo, you're a part of the team. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Dope. From when that day he told me I was a part of the team, that's when I knew. You know what I mean? I had something. Dope. Dope. So, you know, you being around and even though, you know, he had already had something going on at that point, but at the same time, you kind of like the original, you know, cast um, when it comes to that show. So, like with that being said and everyone's like coming on new and you got these different people, you know, um, sometimes these people even pay their way and, you know, sometimes they, they do a lot of goofy shenanigans type of stuff. Like, like how do you feel – does that impact your brand or, you know what I mean? Like, what do you feel about that? Like, you just let them guys do what they do or? What do you mean? Does it affect, does, does, does you think, does it affect my brand? Does it affect my brand by having? Yeah, your brand, like, like meaning like sometimes, you know, you go against these guys or in particular, like a lot of times when they come on the show, they seem to, you know, um, go at you first because they know, you know, you, you pretty much, like regardless of views, like when it comes to personality, you the man for that 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 particular show. I think I think every I, I think I play a part. I think everybody has their part in the show that they play as well. I think I just think with me, when people go against me, it just becomes a bigger deal because of how because of what I do, in the reaction to what I do. So because, you know, I created a certain I a certain image of me that it became. It's almost like a Mayweather effect. Like people, people mm-hmm. watch Mayweather because he always wins, so they want him to lose. You understand what I'm saying? So because I, so because I create that effect, and then people see what, people see that people get attention when you go against me. You know what I mean? They get att- they get attention. It's like they, the the only other person you're probably gonna get as much attention for if he talks about you is Flip. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And people, and most of the time, people don't on the platform not gonna come after Flip because you know that's, the, the, that's the boss. You understand what I'm saying? So they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. And and I think like with me, with my with my character, what people realize about me is just that uh, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm gonna speak my mind to whoever, whether even if it's flip, you know what I mean? And I love flip and respect flip uh to the fullest. But if he's wrong, he's wrong. And as a friend, I should be able to tell you if you're wrong, just like he tells me when I'm wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So that's just yeah. really I just think I just think people like the fact that I'm not an ass kisser and I stand my ground. Well, that's you know, of course we like that. That's what genuine means, and um, that that actually is somebody that's gonna be around. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, once all the cloud is over, what you still got to show for talent. You still got to stand for something. Now, let me ask you something. Like um, as far as this, like you speed up a little bit, and um, you know, you you wearing the mega hats and. You know, you you make America great again. Like, are you a Trump supporter, or like you like some of his agendas? Like, like how did how did that come about? Um, well, I always liked Trump. You know what I mean? I always liked him from TV shows. I've always liked him. You know, I'm a I'm a big wrestling fan. He he done, he done did WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you know, I always liked him. I just I always liked his personality. I liked I liked that he was very assertive. I liked that he didn't bullshit people. I liked that he was very honest. I like that he didn't care about people's feelings. He spoke what he spoke, whether you liked it or not. 
I like that. I like that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because people like that are usually the most honest people, and the people that'll be the realest to you are those people. So I just like his personality. You know, I know there's gonna be because a lot of people are not gonna like his personality because a lot of people are insecure about themselves. So when 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 a guy is is assertive and he knows himself and he's very sure of him, so people usually don't like that. They hate on that because mm-hmm. a lot of people battle their insecurities. But I've always liked him. You know what I'm saying? Even when he got his own show, you're fired. I lo- I love I loved all of that. You know, just like every other celebrity and everybody in the industry, they all loved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all Absolutely. They all praised. They all praised him. They all respected him. They all wanted to be next to him. They all wanted to be him. They were. And they got pictures. <laughs> exactly. So and so now when you look at that, you know what I'm saying, you know. And then I I just didn't understand how people just switched up on him like that. So it made me, it made me look at him even more to try to see like what is he trying to do for us? Because everybody's hating on him. And the more I, I I read up on him, the more I watch his interviews, the more I see his personality, the more I see the things he say. And the things that are happening, it made me gain more respect. It made me have more trust in him becoming a president because I knew what everybody would say. Oh, he's, he never had, was in politics, which is not true. He's been involved with politics for over 30 years. He's just been behind the scenes. He just never was like, uh, he never had an actual job as mm-hmm. in, in, in government. But he's been involved with the government because he, him as a, a developer, he has to be. You understand what I'm saying? Because this is how he gets contracts. It's through these people. He, they, they, you know, it's business. You know what I'm saying? So he's always dealt with these people. You feel what I'm saying? So he understands the game. He knows it better than anybody because he's been outside looking in. So he understands. He sees every. He sees that he's been inside. So he's been seeing everything. He knows the truth. He knows what the what the what America is yeah. based off of. You understand? Yeah. So I just, I, like I said, I just, it just made me like him more and more, man. Dope. And, you know, and I'm going to step out, you know, out of the line and um, outside the box just for a moment, just to have some type of perspective on this matter. Um, like with Trump, I don't I don't have any, like I can't pull it up where I can actually see him saying anything that was really negative against black people. But I do have him, you know, I do, I have seen him say a lot of things negative about brown people. So like, um, like with like that what, being like said, what, do you like think... Like, like Hispanics, like like like, like far as like Hispanics, like we need to send them back. Um, they 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 are not as so hard working, you know. They get <laughs> more so um, criminals. That's, but that's but, not, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this before. Okay. But then he'll say that they're they're criminals. And um, the thing is, like far as black people, I never heard him actually say anything of along them lines about black people. But I think that black people felt that they should inherit it of some sort. So they, you know what I mean? Like they jumped on it because I think Trump is really for America. And I think he, in his mind, is black and white. Like he only see black and white, you know? And um, I don't know, man. Like I, I just want you to, like, can you, can you like, okay, like, like do you okay, think that's where example. it crossed? Okay. How about this? First, first, what did he say about Hispanics or brown people? That was that 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 was negative and that wasn't true. He said that they 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 possibly not hard workers like we think they are, and they're actually criminals. They have when, Americans. When, they do when, crime, when, get when, deported back, and come back here. When 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 did you see him say that? Where where did he, where did he say that at? I seen him say it in a um I forgot what speech, but I actually seen him say it. Like I, I personally seen him say it that um that he said that Hispanics are not hard workers and that they actually are criminals 
you know, had no, in America. He never, he, never, he never said that. He, he never said that. He, How did he, he say speak, it? He, speak, he never said that. When he speaks, when he speaks on uh, Hispanics, he's talking about the illegal aliens, the people that come into this country illegally. Yeah. He's, he's not speaking on every Hispanic person. If you come into this country the right way, he's not talking about you. He's talking oh. that's, why, that's why he's very specific in what he says. He says illegal immigrants that they and these people are coming from Mexico because that's how they get into the country, whether whether it's Ecuadorians, whether it's whoever, anybody can come into the country along the lines of Mexico. But a lot of Mexican people are coming across here when they when they when they arrest these people and get capture these people, they're most of them coming from Mexico. And along the lines of Mexico and the border of where these people are crossing is eighty percent rape. The eighty percent of rape victims are raped by these people. So mm-hmm. he didn't say so the thing that he said was when Mexico sends their people, they're not sending their best. He said there's a lot of good people in Mexico. Mexico are good people, they're beautiful people. I love them. They're great people. But when they send their people over here, they're not sending their best. They're sending their criminals, which is true, because if you, you can see countless and thousands and thousands of videos of people bringing drugs over into the country, mm-hmm. and those drugs are bringing in violence into the country. Then you got these Mexicans that come across the border, and then they come and join the Hispanic gangs, the MS-13s, and they're terrorizing neighborhoods. They're killing thousands black of people. blacks as well themselves. <laughs> Those same Spanish people don't even like black people. Yeah, you know what I mean? so when they come here, because if you go into the jails in California, black people do not mix with the Hispanics. There's a war between them. So now you're bringing all these extra people to to kill more blacks to go battle against more blacks. So if people really care about black people, and then you would say, well, why would you let these people come in here? That's not coming in here the right way. And then on top of it, they're killing our people. You know what I mean? And they're not we're not talking about all Mexicans. We're talking about the illegal ones that come here the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Not and not every illegal is a bad person. Not every illegal that comes in is a bad person. But the fact that they're coming in illegally and not the right way, you would have to assume that they're bad people. Because if they could you if they were good people, they would have came in the right way. Correct. Correct. You know, you can't tell me somebody's a good person. If if they if they if instead of instead of instead of coming through your your front door knocking and ringing the bell they jump through your window, you're gonna consider that person a good person? No. Exactly. So I'm not saying that that means that person is not a good person, but that initial act will make you question it. So you have to be a little bit more more pay more attention to people like that. What did you think? Absolutely. That's a good point, man. I definitely wanted you to break that down, man. You know, just have some type of perspective. Yeah, so we can't just, and then you got to also pay attention to wording. What did he say exactly? And you got to understand that the fake news nowadays, when people say fake news, they think it's a joke. It's true. When you when you see the difference of how they report him, and when you see that they cut things off, they use sound bites, they don't give you the whole story, so you can just run with it because they just give you a little piece that that could justify how whatever they want to say in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to turn everything as racist. They want to say, oh, because he wants to put a wall up, he's racist. So basically, anybody that has a gate around their house or anybody that has a door is racist. You know what I'm saying? You're racist because you want, you don't want to let people in that and you want to protect yourself from them. So that means you're racist. So they basically make flipping the word racism around to make everything racist so you can justify saying he's racist. 
when you saying that you want to be safe, there's nothing wrong with being safe. That doesn't make you racist for wanting to be safe. Absolutely. That doesn't make sense. That's like saying putting your seatbelt on is racist. Yeah. Put your seatbelt on because you want to be safe. <laughs> not Good because point. you want to be cool. Not because cause I don't want to. I don't like fucking seat. I hate seatbelts. I wish you'd have to drive with them. I hate to put seatbelts on. I'm going to be honest with you. But I know if I want to be safe, that I should be wearing a seatbelt. Same here. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah, that's that, that's dope, man. I definitely like the way you explained that. Like I said, that at least give them some type of perspective now. When they do see that hat, they know where it's coming from. They know what type of energy. It ain't just like hype beast. It ain't just clout. You know what I'm saying? It actually means something. It stands by something. And that, it, 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 what, what it stands for me, man, it stands for being a free thinker. It means that I'm not following the wave. It, it means to me that I'm that is is logic. It, it, to me, it means masculinity, and and it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it means America first. If you're from this country, you should want us to get everything we want first, and everybody could be second. We're not saying we can't help you. We got no problem helping you. We help people all the time. But we mm-hmm. have to make sure our people look good first. The people that are from here should be good first. You're not going to serve a stranger outside food before you serve your family food, would you? No. All right, then. So, so that should be that concept should be applied with the country. We're not gonna give these people more benefits than the people that are actually from here. You know what I mean? They yeah, should not that's be what's going on. And that's what's going on. And now you got people complaining because you don't got no money. You don't got no money for no for no recreational things for their neighborhood. They don't got money to clean up their hoods. They don't got money to start up their businesses. They don't got no no money for none of that because all the money is tied up on people that don't belong here. Yeah. So when you so when you especially when you got when you got uh, every year, every year, $600 million of taxpayer money is used to pay for illegal immigrant abortions. So can yeah. you imagine that you're, we're spending $600 million a year just to kill off babies of illegal immigrants? Yeah, that's just, it's just ridiculous. And then you got do, like... Do you, get, do you get what I'm saying? So you yeah. got to ask yourself, if we didn't have these illegal immigrants, that $600 million could go towards our communities, right? Absolutely. That six hundred million can go towards our schools, right? Our policing, right? Yeah. Our cleanliness, right? Our resources, yes, right? Yes, sir. Open up businesses, right? Mm-hmm. But you you can't have this money if we got to take or if the if the city has to take all its resources and relocate the resources to help people that don't belong here. That doesn't make sense. Now, if they come into the country to come the right way. You know, they get this, they get they, they they go on the route of citizenship, then they're entitled to certain things because they're in the process of becoming citizens. And once you become a citizen, you should you should be able to get the benefits of every American, whether they're born here or not. Because you, you went by the system. It's like joining a gang. You think you think you think if you're not a part of a gang, they're gonna they're gonna give you the same benefits as you being a part of the gang? Nope. You gotta be a part of the gang to receive those benefits. Yeah. That, that applies to everything in life. So people can't get mad at these things. I know people want to be, you know, they want to use their emotions. And, oh, you got to feel bad for them. They got it hard. Well, the reason why where they live is hard is because all the good people, all the people that want to, that, 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 that could change their country for the better are leaving. Mm-hmm. They need Make, to keep yeah. their people that are doing the right thing in their country. Like, yo, listen, go back to your country, rebuild it. But what they do here, they come. They take our resource, they take our money, they send it out the country, 
You know what I'm saying? They're not worried about building up the, 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 the their their country so they don't have to come to America to live a good life. They don't do that. There's countries that people just come to America to visit. They're not trying to live here to get no money because they're living great. They just come to America just a tourist place for them. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So how do you feel about like the like the fact that like a lot of times when you do go in these different urban communities, you know what I mean, no matter how big it's it's highly populated with um black or Asian or whatever race it might be, they um they make sure that they you know, they have the um Hispanic, you know, literature, they make sure that they have they changed over everything like far as like um schooling rather than teaching them English, they'd rather them you know, teach them in Spanish. How you feel about that? I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it like this, right? This, the, 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 you know. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because if people come into this country, and but they, they don't do it this, for Asians, they don't do it for no, any I other race. Do, I mean, that that actually, the thing is, because it's it's about the number. There's 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 way more Spanish speaking people than there is. Asian-speaking people in, in America. You get what I'm saying? So they yeah. give indicator for what the majority is when it comes to that aspect. You understand what I'm saying? So if you got majority Hispanic people, it's like, it's like yo, we got to accommodate them. Do you get what I'm saying? So they want they want. But to most of them, but most of them, like like speaking, like I have some Asian friends, and, and just to speak from an Asian perspective, just to have some type of perspective, y'all definitely drop them comments and give us even more perspective. Um. But, like, just to give it some type of perspective, them Asians that came over here or whatever race that came over here, they'll say that they didn't have a choice to but to learn English. Like, the first thing that they did was to try to fit in was to learn English. Like, that was on the agenda, period. I mean, I think that would just be common sense. You don't want to go somewhere and not be able to understand the people around you. It's going to make your life a little bit more difficult. You understand what I'm saying? So... So it, it, it so so it's a it's it's a benefit for them to learn the language because then they can maneuver better. Then they won't get fooled because if you don't know what somebody's saying, they can manipulate you. Absolutely. You know so, but you so, got people that you got the government spending millions of dollars on different textbooks, on different literature all through the United States, on to make sure that you know what I mean that it still say Spanish rather than maybe even I mean, um, making them get English classes. I mean, because that's how they're going to learn our language. They got to know what it means through their language in order to understand it through our language. You get what I'm saying? So they would no. have to have a book. They would have to have Spanish in it to to be able to translate to English. You know what I mean? So they can know that the word, you know, the C and the word yes, yes means C in Spanish. So they would have to have the word C under the word yes. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So that's a definitely a perspective. Dude. And that's what I'm saying. Because there's so much Spanish people... That's why they accommodate for the Spanish. Once it gets to the level where it's more Asians, they're going to be doing it for the Asians as well. Like America is one of the most inclusive going to do it for countries in the world. You know what I mean? But I truly believe that if you come into this country, you should you should learn English, period, because it's America. So, like, how do you – like, I heard you say before, like, that um, Africans are, like, next to Asians when it comes to coming to America and starting some type of business and being successful. Yeah, when it comes like when it comes to the most successful um, race of people, the top two is Asians, it's it's Africa, it's Africans, like from like Nigeria, like real Africans, not African Americans, right? And and then comes the white white people. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, damn. Oh. I lost my train of thought real quick. But, um, but, uh, which, which, what was the question again? Like, um, far as the, um, like, far as the, um, like, all the, the all the races, like, uh, far as, like, the, okay, uh, I remember alien. we were just talking about, I remember we were talking about, we basically talking about, I, I was explaining how the Africans are the second most successful yeah. race of people in America. That's because when they come into this country, they come in, they work. You know what I'm saying? They come here, they work, they don't, they, they come from an area where they have no opportunities. So, and they, and they make do. They're able to survive in a place that has nothing for them to survive. So when they come into this country where they got everything basically handed to them, because when these people come from these countries, you know, they're able to get loans. And when they get loans, what they do is they start opening stores and businesses. That's why you like you see a lot of African stores being opened up because these people are getting money and they're hard workers. So banks don't got a problem giving people from these countries loans because they know they're going to get their return. You understand what I'm saying? Because these people are hard workers. They're going to work. Mm-hmm. These people are not lazy. They're not going to just sit around and not do anything. If you notice, if you look, if you go to you go to hospitals now, you see it's African doctors, African nurses. You, it's all West Indian people. It's not no Americans. You know what I'm saying? Not to say there's no Americans that don't work for the medical field. Of course there are. But majority, when you go to the hospital, you're seeing Indians. You're seeing Africans. You're seeing uh, uh, Asians. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing people from other countries that come here because these people, when they come into this country, they work. Because they come from nothing. So before they used to have to walk five miles just to get a bucket of water so they could cook food or bathe. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they come into this country and they could they got a bathroom in their house. Like, you know, I'm from Haiti and we don't have the bathroom in the house. The bathroom is outside. You gotta walk outside to go to the bathroom and you gotta sit on a, a wooden basically a wooden board with a hole in it. You know what I mean? Like and then you and then you don't even have toilet paper, you gotta use plants or leaves to wipe your butt. You know what I'm saying? So when they come into yeah. the country where the bathroom is in their house and they can flush the toilet and then the doo-doo disappears, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's that's new to them. So they come here and they work hard. They appreciate it because they know where they came from. They don't want to go back to that. You see, Americans, they've been spoiled their whole life. You know what I mean? They they don't know what it's like to, to have to walk five miles. They know if they want some water, go to the sink, open the, door, the, open the, over the faucet, and boom, they got water. You know, they want to eat. They always had food. They always They never had... Uh, they never had to work hard to do all the simple things in life. You know what I'm saying? Where other people in other countries getting some food is not simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got you got yeah. other countries. You got places in the world where you got you got uh, tribesmen literally chasing down lions after the lions make a kill to basically steal steal the lion's food. Like literally, they like they'll chase down lions just to get food. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you running up on a lion to steal a, a antelope that it just killed? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Can you I can't that? imagine that. <laughs> so, so all right. So, and this is what people are doing every day in other places. You know, we never had to yeah. do that. We never had to fight for our food. If we wanted to get some chicken, we go right to the supermarket and get chicken. Yep. We didn't have to go chase it and grow the chicken. We didn't have to do nothing to get these chickens. We just walk to the store. It's ready for us. They take the hair off for us. We don't got to do nothing but throw it in the oven, season it a little bit, wash it off, throw it in, season it on there, throw it in the oven, and that's it. Absolutely. You know that what I'm saying? Like, people, a whole lot of there's, sense. There's people in the world that got to start their day at, as soon as the sun comes up just so they can have food by the evening time. Mm. Can you imagine that? 
Right. You got to wake up at like 5 in the morning to start your day just to be able to have food by 6 p.m. So your yeah. whole day is basically for you to just to go get food because and preparing the food. Because remember, if you, if, even if you grow chickens, you got to pluck them. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta clean them out. You gotta boil it. You gotta you gotta catch it. You gotta do all that. That could take you a while. Right now, you get a turkey from the supermarket. You throw it in the oven for thirty minutes, and he's cooked. Uh yeah yeah, and it's definitely a process with that. Yeah, so that's why people are so spoiled in this country, man. I think people just need to wake it wake their eyes up, open their eyes. And 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 uh, and see and see what's going on around them, so they can get a full understanding of the world and why things are done the way it's done. I just think that people are just too emotional. You know, what I mean? they allow their emotions to not make them see the truth. And and to and to like, it's just like it's just like if you if you got cancer on your finger, right? You love your finger. You don't want to lose your finger, but if you be emotional about it, like no, I don't want to lose my finger. Now you end up losing your arm. Yeah. Not just the finger, but the arm. So sometimes you got to learn to cut things off. That's not gonna help you. Even though, yes, you may not want to lose it, but if you, if I want to save myself, I'm gonna have to cut this finger off. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? And that's yep. how the world is, bro. Everything is not gonna be the way we want it. Anytime somebody wins, you gotta remember there's somebody that's gonna lose. So there's nothing we can do to make everybody happy. We just gotta do the most logical thing that works for the masses in general. You know what I'm saying? That's what we have to focus on. Everybody's not gonna be happy, bro. Everybody's not gonna be when 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 like for example, you got the Raptors versus the Warriors. Guess what? Somebody's gonna be mad, and somebody's gonna be happy. That's yeah. just how the world is, man. Everything's not gonna go your way. Everything's not gonna be the way you want it, and that's just reality. Yeah, and you and you know and that goes to you know goes to my next question. Like you seem like you're definitely a man of honor and respect. And, um, you know, it's an individual by the name of um, King Gunner that, you know, he, he has a YouTube page as well as be on uh, Instagram. And he goes around snatching a lot of guys honor if they, you know, did whatever, so have you, that he didn't seem deemed uh, worthiness, he'll snatch your honor. So, like, um, I seen recently in the news that he actually came at you. Can you, like, tell us, like, why he came at you or, like, how did it all start? Because I'm confused. Sure, a lot of people uh, as well. First off, I, I had a lot of respect for King Erna. You know what I mean? I actually, you know, was a subscriber to his page. I still am. I still watch his. I still watch his YouTube channel. I haven't unsubscribed myself because I'm not one of those people. Just because I don't like you, don't mean I can't gather information from you or learn from you. So I didn't see the purpose of deleting him. But I, I, I was a fan first. I, I liked certain things that he talked about. I respected the whole honor thing. You know, the thing I didn't like mostly was that he bigged up a lot of jail stuff. I didn't agree with that. But despite that, I didn't agree with that part. He still says a lot of good, positive things, good, strong things that I think that men men especially should hear. So I had a lot of respect for him. But um, basically, he had put up a post about uh, uh, it's like a, uh, 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 basically a cop was trying to subdue a young man. And in the process of trying to subdue him, the young man punched him in the face and, and knocked him to the floor. So I, I went in the comments and I said, you see, when you put put stuff like this, you're, you're, you're manipulating the people's minds for them to actually get hurt by police. Like, don't be mad when somebody gets hurt, shot by police when you keep posting stuff like this because the only thing is you're doing is reassuring to police that people want to harm them. 
So if you're telling somebody that can legally shoot you that you could potentially harm them, guess what? They're going to have itchy trigger fingers to protect themselves because they're going to want to go home. They're not going to care about how you feel. They'll ask questions later. Like, they don't care. Like, yo, you, you move like you want to hurt me. I don't know. I can't guess. They're not going to take because a cop only has a split second to react. You understand what I'm saying? So they're not going to yeah. take that chance. You understand what I'm saying? So when you put up these type of videos, the only thing you're doing is adding on to the, the fire. You're adding more fuel to the fire. You're not actually trying to fix the situation. Yeah, okay. You know, we can talk about police brutality, but make people understand the full aspect of it instead of trying to paint this narrative that they're just trying to kill and, and attack black people. Because then you're going to make black, black people hate police. Yeah, you're going to make black people hate police, which is going to make police with black people disrespect police even more. So now their reaction, now their interactions with police will always be negative. And through that negative interaction, anything could come about it. You could say some fresh shit, and that cop could have had a bad day because they're still human. And now you talking shit, and now he talks shit to you. Now he tells you, what's your ID? And now you got a warrant, so now you don't want to get locked up, but just your stupid ass already said something, so now you want to resist arrest. And then you resist an arrest, and the next thing you know, he, you know, you're probably getting taken advantage of the cop. He pulls out a taser, shoots you with the taser. It doesn't work. You're still trying to run and get out the way. And then you, you, as you start running, you try to pick up your pants, and he's thinking that you're probably reaching for something. He doesn't know. You could be trying to run. You pick up the pants, and then boom, he shoots you in the back. And then now you're like, everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But you see how something so simple could become something so huge? So if we change the narrative and say, listen, man, these people, they can legally shoot you and kill you. If a cop comes, he has authority. Comply. I understand. And if he does do something, at least you got a case. At least we could at least we could we could defend you. But if you're out here doing the things that could cause him to hurt you, we can't defend it because we gotta deal with that. That's why a lot of these cops get away with murder sometimes. Because niggas do dumb shit. And it justifies them doing their action. That's all they need is a justification. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So yep. it, 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 in the court's eyes, it's not about that. It's about are you justified or not. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's about are you justified of your action. And that's how the court system works. They don't work off of feelings. You understand what I'm saying? It don't work like that. So this is why I keep telling people, like, you can't promote these type of things. It's not good. Because you're going to cause a chain reaction to where more young black men or black people, or anybody for that matter, can get killed by police. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not fair. And it's not just black people. It could be white people too. It is white people that that don't like police now too. So they could. They, and they're putting themselves in more danger of getting shot as well. You have to understand more white people are killed by police than blacks. Double the amount of white people get killed by 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 cops than blacks. This is a fact. You understand what I'm saying? This is a fact. So is is this going to be more white people getting killed too? So it it hurts everybody, you know what I'm saying? It hurts yeah. everybody. And the other thing about it too, not to drag it, but that's not the worst thing that's going on in the black community. That is the least of our problems. Police shooting is the least what of our, our problems. Problem? It's the least of our problems, bro. That's no big deal. People could make it a big deal because that's how they extort money from people. But overall, it's not a big deal. What's the big deal is the unemployment rate. What's the big deal is the the, the babies being born without fathers, with single parent homes. These are issues. You know what I mean? The yeah. mentality of the community. These are the issues. These are the things that's really black on black crime. These are the things that are affecting people. Because think about it. If let me ask you a question. What what would what 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 would you what would you what what would you what would you what would you trade 
would you trade me your $1 for 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 for, for, for what would you give me $80 for my $1? No. You wouldn't do that, right? No. If you lost if you lost $80, right? And you lost a dollar, which one which one hurt you more? $80. So if 80% of mur black murders are from other black men, right? And basically not even 1% of murders black men by police. Why are we worried about the 1% if the 80% hurts us more? Uh, that's definitely uh, something I want y'all to get in the comments, man. I want y'all to definitely give us y'all opinion. If y'all are watching this on the podcast network, I definitely want y'all to comment, man. Let us know what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, just 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 use your logic over it. If eighty percent of black men are killed by other black men, and only point zero 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 two three percent of black men are killed by police, whether it's armed or unarmed, you understand what I'm saying? Why are we stressing about something? If I see here and I ask you, all right, matter of fact, I'm gonna ask you a question. How many people do you know personally that got killed by police? Like, uh, not what you heard personal? in the news. Personal, like somebody you know personally. Like gone two. So you know two people that were shot by police. Yeah. Okay, cool. We don't know the reason. But I'm from a, I'm from a high, a high crime city. I'm from Chicago, so like. Okay, so you know that's you can't I so can't compare say, Chicago to the I rest of the United cool. States. No, that's fine. That's fine. So no, you can you can't compare Chicago. I'm happy that you you're from Chicago because that'll make that'll make what I'm saying even more relevant, right? You just said you just said just now you know two people, right? Your whole life. How old are you? 31. 31. Your whole life, you only know two people that got killed by police. Now, tell me how many people you know got killed by another black person. Um, Probably like uh, at least a couple of hundred. You, a couple of hundred? Yeah. So what What you think what, what, So what you think is the problem? You gotta um, compare, the black you, killer is you black. Compare, so basically 99% of the time, when somebody you know dies, they die from another black person. Correct. So how is that one percent of people that die by police more important than the ninety nine ninety nine percent that was killed by black? Yeah. Because see, the thing is, they don't want us to stop. They don't want blacks to stop killing each other. They need us to keep killing each other. They need us to do that. So they're not going to tell you about that problem because they don't want you to solve it. Because if you solve the problem of us killing each other, there'll be less reason for police to be in our communities to have to shoot us. Correct. If we, if we solve if you solve these problems and if we stop black on black crime, if we learn to change our mentality and, and respect each other and work hard and hustle and get our money the right way, guess what? It'd be less people getting shot. It'd be less violence. It'd be less reason for police to be in your neighborhood, which would which would mean less opportunity for police. To, to be there to even shoot anybody in the neighborhood because they won't be getting called. You understand what I'm saying? If anything, a cop will be getting called for like to come get a cat off the fucking tree or some shit. You know what I mean? It wouldn't it it, it wouldn't be to come for a disturbance because we we're, we're treating our our neighborhood with respect. We're not we're not tearing it down. We're not being violent. We're not killing each other. So there's no reason to be here. Same thing like Long Island. See, in New York, they have to have two police officers in the car while they're on patrol. In Long Island. They don't barely need police. Them cops get paid like ninety thousand dollars a year to do nothing. Yeah, that's why in Chicago they, the they ride around in SUVs 
and they have to have a lieutenant in the back, I mean, a sergeant in the back exactly. with the, um, two two officers well, in the front at all times. Do, why do you think you don't hear a lot of police shootings over there? Because there's not a lot of police contact. Because they're not being called like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, do you get where I'm coming from? I'm trying to make yep. you understand what I'm, what I'm saying. Like, no, I definitely it? understand. So, you know, um, so if we solve the major problem, we'll get rid of that small problem. Yeah. No, I completely understand. You know, I just, you know, I have to be, you know, I have to paint some type of perspective, you know, to no, um, try to channel in whatever you want to do. But I, let me make it clear. I'm not saying that police shooting people is not a problem. It is a problem, but it's not the biggest problem. And you're not going to make me try to make me think it is when I know it's not. But, of course, it's messed up when cops shoot some random dude. Of course, that's messed up. Of course, that's messed up when a guy's not doing – when a guy's doing the right thing, he's complying, and he gets shot or he gets hurt or he dies. A police should be punished and go to jail and be finished. But if a nigga's resisting arrest and they're doing things that makes it questionable, what do you want me to do from that point? Yeah. You want me to agree when that person could have made a better decision? You know, you're absolutely right, man. That, that makes that definitely gives us some type of perspective, and I definitely want everybody to think about this. And you know, instead of doing all that troll comments, man, actually put down that drop down that below, man. What you really think? You know, say how you feel. You know, even if it's long winded, y'all dropping them paragraphs, man. Drop it down, there, man. Let us know, man, so we can have some type of perspective, man, from everybody neighborhood. That's but right. um. Moving to the next question, though, man. You know, what I'm saying we we gonna get up out of here. Um, just like, can you give us a yo um, like what's your relationship with my son? Like, um, how did that come about? Like, you know, I, I like y'all. I, I think like y'all share similar opinions, and you know, y'all definitely debate about you know different things that you might focus in on than he focusing on. But I think the the big picture is you know definitely similar, if not the same. Um. I would say, like, my well, you know, I've, me and my son have sat down and spoke before prior to the, 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 you know, but it was a long time ago, you know, and I respect my son. I respected my son and what he was about, you know what I mean? Until I, until Trump became president, a lot of people started exposing who they really was when Trump became president. I started seeing a whole lot of, like, victim mentality, a, lot, a whole lot of victim talking, a whole lot of complaining. I started seeing the difference, you know, and I feel like as strong as a strong black man, you should never have a reason to complain because we came from the worst of the worst and was able to come out of it and be able to become president of the United States. So, you know, I feel like telling black people that they're being held back is a bad, a bad way, is a bad way of molding the people because now you're making people raised with with a, with an idea that if you're black, that it's a disadvantage, which is not true. It's an advantage to be black. You know what I mean? So when you say that it's a disadvantage, you're telling the people the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? Because your color has nothing to do about your character or where you where you could be in life. Has nothing to do. It has to do with your hustle. Has to do with your drive. Has to do with your determination. And it has to do with your with your intelligence. You know what I'm saying? So a lot, a lot, and we keep telling people, oh, you're black. So every time something doesn't go your way, it's because you're black. And that's not good. That's not true. Maybe you just didn't work hard enough. Maybe you didn't do the right thing. Maybe you just did, maybe somebody did better than you that just so happened to be white, or maybe it could be whatever. You can't just assume you didn't get something because of that, because then it it makes people it, it makes a per, a black person become closed minded to the point where they'll keep thinking if it's their color, then they become bitter. 
So mm. now you're bitter. So now 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 you start having a hatred. Now you start looking at society the wrong way because you're bitter because you've been told. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way with the devil. Anytime something bad happens to you, people say it's the devil. So that's why everybody hates the devil. Because anytime you think about the devil, it's because you hate the devil. Because every time something bad happens to you, you think it's the devil that did it. So you hate the devil because you think the devil is doing you wrong. Do you get what I'm saying? You get the, Do you understand what, what I'm saying? Yep. So when you say it's about race, now, you just, it's, now you're making it about race, which closes your mind and doesn't allow you to maybe think about it in another aspect. Like, yo, maybe I wasn't that good. Maybe I got to work harder. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're thinking yeah. about maybe I need to work harder, you're going to work harder, and you're going to realize it has nothing to do with your color. Yeah. Now, so what are you yeah. like, you know, giving it some type of perspective of what you said there, you know, it definitely brought something to my mind uh, quick, which is, you know, what about like the, um, you know, the white people out there who, you know, who might work with different uh, black people and they might feel that they're getting ahead or, you know, they go to college, different colleges and they feel like they're getting ahead because they're black or they, you know, they're getting a, a, a little bit of extra than normal. What do you, what do you feel about that? What do you mean? Like explain, like, what do you mean? Like, um, like far as like, you know, it's a lot of white people who will say like, you know, black people getting in certain colleges, not because of their scores. There's plenty of white people who got better because scores. That is, or... it's, called, it's called, it's called affirmative action, which is yeah. not fair. A person should not be able to get into a school because of the color of their skin. I don't care if they're white, black, Chinese. I don't really care. They should go by merit. They should go by how hard they work. And if they belong, they deserve it. You shouldn't be sent somewhere just because you're a color. That's racist. You know what I'm saying? No matter how yeah. you look at it, that affirmative action is racist. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be fair that you work hard and bust your butt for 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 a certain position, and then somebody gets it just because they're black. You know what I'm saying? And they're not even yeah. qualified. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine we sit here. Let's say the best pilot is a white pilot, right? And mm -hmm. this pilot is the best, but because you have to, you know, a, a comply. With 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 the whole affirmative action, now you hire a, a black pilot that's probably not not that good, probably not that experienced as the as the as the as the white pilot, right? So just so you don't look racist, you hire the black pilot, right? Now you hire the black pilot, and then the, he takes off, and then the plane crashes and kills everybody on there because he makes a mistake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you hired yeah. him because of emotions. You hired him because you didn't want people to think that you were racist. Instead of instead of saying I'm gonna hire the best person to do the job, you just hired a person based off your emotions, not your logic. Logic would tell you I'm gonna get if for example, if if you know the best plumber if you know the best plumber to go to is is, is a white guy, would you go would you go get a black guy just because? For him to, to for him to come there and don't do the job the right way, I wouldn't know. That's just life. People are always gonna go for what's the best first, right? It's not about brands, cause I, I, cause I buy no name. I buy cereal that's not name brand, and that should be tasting better than the name brand. I don't care that it's not name brand. I just care that it tastes better. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's how that goes, bro. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's just not fair. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people lose out on opportunities because of that, and that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you should be rewarded for doing nothing. 
definitely on uh, dope, man. Definitely a perspective there, man. Um, so like, what's what's next for um King Face, man? What what can we look out for, man? I know you say you got the oh, upcoming. Man. I mean, you know, right now we got the greatest debate. You know, what I mean, coming up July sixth. You know, what I'm saying uh, it's gonna be on Eventbrite. So um, you know, I guess they can follow me and just stay in tune. All the information will be on my page when everything is uh the flyers and everything. So they can follow me, King Face underscore F one. But as for my career, we're going to see where it goes, man. You know, I'm allowing the universe to, to show me my path. You know what I'm saying? You know, and at the same time, you know, this, you know, I've always wanted to be a public figure and an influencer. So the universe has been uh, putting me in positions to be that. You know what I'm saying? So every opportunity I get, I make sure I take full advantage of it, whether it's the My Song situation, whether it's the King Erna, whether it's whatever. You know, like, you know, there's certain opportunities that the universe put in my way. So as of right now, I don't know what's the next thing the universe is going to put in my way, but whatever it is, just know I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to, to be the best at it. Man, that's dope, man. Uh, man, that's going to end this, man. It's Death for the Cloud Chasers TV, man. Y'all can go find us on YouTube. Y'all also can go find us on the every podcast network. Just type in Death for the Cloud Chasers podcast. It should pop up. And, man, y'all follow these episodes, man, as we get better. We're going to get in tune. We're going to try to get as most in-depth as we could. You know, um, if y'all got any comments or questions, you know, because what we want to do even with King Face, we want to uh, keep the conversation going. So let, let this be the first time and not the last time. You know what I mean? Nah, most definitely, man. Like, I had a good time, man. You you you, you asked me some questions that had me even reevaluate you know thinking of everything you know so and i I think this probably was like my first real official interview with questions that i wasn't prepared for and i appreciate that man you you know you made me feel real comfortable and i think it's a dope platform man and you definitely got my support so anytime you need me let me know man uh i'll come through and, and, and talk my shiznit with you dope man Hey man, shout out queen queen's flip man shout out um yeah, Shammy, shout man out shout flip. out everybody yeah, shout out to everybody on the platform, man. Most definitely shout out to Queens Flip for, you know, believing in me and and, and, and and forcing me to be the best that I could be, man. I definitely love and appreciate them. Shout out to everybody on the platform. But if anybody wants to debate me, if anything I said on here you guys disagree with, you don't like, you're more than welcome to follow me on Instagram, DM me, and let me know your face. I don't agree with this. And you can cam up on my live, and we can talk about it. We can debate it. You know what I mean? Make me a believer. Change my mind. You know what I'm saying? If you if you could do that, then I respect it. But don't just don't just come at me and say you disagree if you're not willing to stand on your words. You know what I mean? If you're willing to stand on your words, hit me in the DM, follow me, I'll follow you back. Hit me in the DM and we could debate it on my live. Y'all heard it here first, man. Salute, man. Stay tuned, man. Gang. No doubt.